on this week's Rocket Ship Business Academy podcast, how to make complex sales simple. Hey there, welcome to the Rocket Ship Business Academy podcast, the podcast for business founders working every day to scale their business and turn their biggest visions into reality. I'm Steve August. I am a serial entrepreneur who took his first startup from idea to successful multi-million dollar exit. I've sat in the founder CEO seat and I know the good, the bad, and the ugly of the founder's journey firsthand. Since 2017, I've been coaching other founders, helping them build rocket ship businesses. In this podcast, I'm sharing my hard-won lessons, taking your questions, and supporting you in your biggest challenges in becoming the CEO your company needs. Ready to light this candle? Then let's hit today's episode. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, It's great to be here. This month is all about troubleshooting sales. That's the most common pressing challenge that has been selected by the over 2,000 founders who have taken my founder type quiz. And recently I sent out a survey to my list and I said, hey, when it comes to sales, what's your single biggest challenge? And one subscriber responded, hey, our sales are complex, our sales is complex, and it's highly affected by timing. And I wanted to respond to this question because I have a lot of personal experience with this. As my first startup, the market research software company I founded called Revelation, had a complex sale that was very highly affected by timing. And this made it extremely hard to scale the business, as it turned out. It was something I wasn't really cognizant of when I started, um, but I can tell you that it was maybe the most frustrating issue for the business. And I can't tell you all of the ways I tried to solve these issues, but there a, were a lot. I tried different marketing systems. I tried different sales methodologies. I hired different team members. Essentially, I looked for a lot of silver bullets Uh, And spoiler alert, there are no silver bullets, especially when it comes to sales. So I have to confess, actually, that I I never truly cracked it. And it wasn't until my company achieved its exit, which we did uh, successfully, and I saw how the people who bought us operated, who were a larger enterprise. Now, those the company that bought us, they were, you know, a bigger company. Uh, by a factor of about eight, eight times bigger than ours by revenue. However, we were quite honestly much better and more sophisticated when it came to technology and our systems were elegant and really beautiful and, and, and were capable of amazing things that this company really didn't have the same expertise in, at this point in their trajectory. And but what they did have and what they did know was how to make sales simple and how to how to take complex things and and make them simple and so what i wanted to do was talk to you about that today because if you're in a line of work where you have complexity in what you offer and that means you likely have complexity in what you sell and that complexity can only really slow you down. Uh, so it's really hard to outsell the complexity. So what we got to do is figure out how to make a complex sale 
simple. And so where we start is understanding what makes something complex, right? It makes, for somebody to buy uh, something, it might be highly technical, it might be a very specific methodology, it might be something that's highly customized, it might take a lot of education. And what we've got to do is figure out and identify and understand that while the thing itself that we are selling, the product or the service or, or whatever it is we're delivering that is complex, ultimately the problem that it solves is usually not that complex because problems generally aren't that complex. Um, so what happens is we need to figure out what's the real pain that we're solving and is it a pain that is pressing is it a bleeding neck kind of pain is it something that if they don't solve it in a very short amount of time it's going to be hugely negatively impactful for them so a way to think about this is you don't really sell what you think you sell so you you sell a a basically a bridge to an after state. So when somebody approaches you or, or you approach them and they're in some sort of pain, that is their before state. They have something they need to get done. They have some problem that needs to be solved. And what they're trying to get to is an after state where they don't have that pain. So you're really selling, you may be selling something extraordinarily complex, but at the end of the day, you're, you're just solving somebody's problem. And the mechanics might be complex, but the problems usually aren't. There's usually a time, a money, um, a, uh, a crippling issue that they're dealing with um, and or it's something critical to their success. So the way to, to back that out is so I'll just give you an example um, for me is like there's a lot of things I coach on like I can coach on uh, you know sales, I can coach on management, I can coach on all these different things that are involved with a you know leading a, a startup or leading a company but what i'm really doing is helping founders be the ceo their company needs and that takes different different shapes depending on what the founder is but that's the essential problem i'm solving how do you become i'm solving the problem of how to ceo right and how i do it is almost separate from what I'm doing. And that's that's really the pain that I'm, I'm taking away from, especially for first-time founders who don't know what it looks like yet. I didn't know what it looked like when I was going through it. So that's, and I help people avoid their blind spots and get up their curve faster. So, but I would just say that if you've got a really complex sale, I want to jump over here to the idea that your founder type might be working against you. So the two most common founder types that start businesses are type V visionary evangelists and type E expert craftspersons. And both of these founder types kind of like complexity. They, um, so a type E and expert craftsperson will be very, very um, focused on the actual thing that they're doing, their methodology, why it's better than other methodologies, and they will communicate it, often communicate at that level. But where we need to communicate is at this, the more simple level, what's the pain? No pain, no sale. What is the pain that we need 
to address. Uh, and we want to essentially identify that pain and make that pain so real for the, the customer that they almost don't even care how you solve it, just that you do solve it, right? And when you're a type E expert craftsperson, you're so enamored of your solution that sometimes you lose track of that. And, um, and so the sale is very kind of a different thing than the actual thing itself. So, um, and then with type V visionaries, they also are um, in love with their ideas, with what the vision for the future is. And that may or may not have something to do with the pain. And because visionaries can really take lots of different things and understand them quickly, they tend to, um, they can they can really play in that world of complexity. So just be mindful of that. Again, it goes back to the finding the pain that makes the sale easiest. And the other things that that kind of are barriers, right, are, hey, you got to get a lot of people to buy in. There's, um, you have to sell it into an organization. There's approvals. There's, um, there's qualifications. There's RFPs. And so that's all there and important uh, in terms of what the reality is that uh, complex sales sometimes face. And that that's a spectrum between, you know, consumer all the way up to, you know, B2B, as, you know, small business B2B sales, enterprise B2B sales, and then even, you know, B2G, B2, business to government sales are, are probably the most uh, in terms of that. So there's all these, these hoops that are going to have to be jumped through at some point, and that certainly adds to the complexity of the sale. However, it all goes back to can you identify that pain and make it such a simple decision for them that this is such an obvious way to go because you're going to need your internal champion to push through all these hoops. And the more motivated they are, the more ammunition they have, the better uh, chances you are you have for, for winning the day. So how do you how do you get to this this this, you know, easy sale or this this simple sale? Well, just remember that the sale and the offer of what you sell is different than the thing itself you sell. Right. So uh, you may sell a system for doing, you know, a software system. You may sell a methodology of consulting. Um, but that's different from what the offer is. And so a selling proposition that breaks through the clutter is key. And uh, a guy named Perry Marshall calls this a def- the definitive selling proposition. And it really starts with what can you guarantee? Right? It's a really challenging question for some things because we don't necessarily control the outcome. But what can you guarantee? And what? And in order to figure that out, you have to know exactly who you're guaranteeing something and what do they need to come to the table with and what do they need to pro- provide and what actions do they need to take in order for you to fulfill that guarantee. And then what happens if you don't fulfill that guarantee? What's the penalty to you? And it's... Um, it can be a really daunting and challenging exercise, but the ult- but ultimately, that's what makes it simple. If the offer is so compelling, because it's addressing a huge pain, because it's really clear who this is for, uh, it's really clear what they're going to get, and you can guarantee results, or you can guarantee things that that aren't going to happen. So, you know, a lot of people in consulting. Uh, gigs will 
you know, get pushback because, hey, we don't need another consultant because last consultant we had, you know, X, Y, and Z happened and we weren't happy with it. You can guarantee that won't happen. Um, but that's the kind of thinking that needs to happen in order to, to sort of make a complex sale more simple is that the offer, the proposition has to be simple, even if the what's delivered is complex because it's, they're buying the offer and the, the system and what's being delivered comes along with it. Okay, so last thing is, one of the trickiest things is, what if you have something that is only used intermittently? Like it's not, like in, in my business, they would use us maybe three or four times a year uh, if they were, uh, you know, middle size. Sometimes if they were bigger, they would use us, you know, monthly. But there was no no guarantee, right? It was a, a, each, each um, customer had their own pace, and there wasn't that kind of daily requirement like a, uh, you know, if you were on Salesforce or something, you always have to use it because that's where all your data is. Ours was was not that. It, it, it was intermittent, which is a challenge, right? So if I could go back in time, what we got to do, what I would have done was really thought about, well, what are all the possible applications and use cases where our technology could have been applied in the realm that we were working in? And I would have really dialed in on what things either create long-term engagements or naturally lend themselves to recurring uh, engagements. And it's part of the offer, crafting the offer, but if you can't uh, find ways to extend the timeline or commitment or increase the frequency of the sale, of the need, then it gets really hard to scale your business because it's, it's still already potentially challenging to get somebody across the board. Even if you have the amazing um, selling proposition, it may still need to go through all the different hoops that, that complex sales sometimes need to go through. So every sale is so important to get the most out of it in terms of either longevity or frequency. And if you're just doing it for a one-time gig and there's nothing to, for them to come back for, I really advise to think about what that what could be done with that in terms of a business model. It is really hard to scale a leaky bucket and it just gets, it just means you have to throw more and more at it. So that really comes down to what is the the nature of your business model and is there a way that you can adapt what you do or find the angle in what you do where there is either a long-term engagement or a repeating need and what would it take to offer that? Because that's the thing that if you have that and you can wrap a distinctive or a definitive selling proposition around it, that's what's going to eventually create the, the longer term lift and to get you to that, that rocket ship phase. If you're always selling and then um, you know the customers drop off or they're intermittent or you can't rely on them, then that becomes a real issue. And that's what was one of the biggest handicaps from my first startup. Um, and we were able to overcome it to our exit, but I really saw later on that that was really a key point that limited our growth so those are the the big things about how to make a complex sale simple so you got to remember these things one what you sell is is a bridge to an after state so the thing that you are are, you make or you provide is separate from what you're actually selling in some sense it all comes along but um 
you're you're out there selling to cure somebody's pain and pain is generally not that complicated solutions might be complicated but the pain itself isn't complicated and all you you really have to do is really figure out the pain that gets people to move that is the bleeding neck and sell into that pain that's usually a much more straightforward proposition uh, remember that your founder type may work against you if you're a type e or type v you probably like complexity and it does not serve you in selling we want things to be simple um, we need a selling proposition a distinctive definitive selling proposition that breaks through the clutter in other words what can you guarantee and for whom and under what conditions and when you find that that becomes a infinitely stronger sale and then finally how do you find ways to reduce timing dependencies it's either frequency or longevity do you have something aspect of your business of, of what you offer that speaks to that or could be extended to that so if you're you know doing one-time consulting gigs um, can they either be extended out and uh, you know with a you know a year-long implementation plan after the first initial consult um, or is it something that you can uh, turn into a quarterly type of pulse check um, there's no like I said there's no silver bullets to all this it takes some thinking it takes some hard looking at um, your business and uh, but being really focused on what is gonna get you to that next level and it's gonna be how can you make your sales more simple and how can you make them more uh, long-lasting and more frequent so that's it for this week's episode. Hope you found some value in it. We're talking about sales all month. And if you have any questions, be sure to hit me up at steve at steveaugustcoaching.com. And I'll throw them into the podcast as well. Hope you have a great week. That's a wrap for this episode of the Rocket Ship Business Academy podcast. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question or issue you'd like support on? Then write to me at steve at steveaugustcoaching.com. And I'll include it into one of my upcoming episodes. And if you're a founder working to scale your business, be sure to follow me on LinkedIn and visit my site, steveaugustcoaching.com for more insights. See you soon.